This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Health and Living with me, Lim Su. And as COVID-19 cases rise again, it's more important than ever to remain vigilant, especially if you or your loved ones are at higher risk of developing severe COVID-19. So how can you protect yourselves and what symptoms should you look out for to know if you need to seek prompt treatment? So to find out, I'm speaking to infectious disease physician, Dr. Dr. Chow Ting Su. Thank you for joining me on the show today, Dr. Chow. Hi, Suan. Now, let's start with, I guess, a bit of an overview on the current COVID-19 situation. I mean, it's I guess it's fair to say that for most of us, you know, COVID-19 feels like something, uh, a thing from the past. But for you as an infectious disease physician, how would you describe the current level of risk for COVID-19? So, as you know, Suan, in Malaysia, uh, COVID-19 continues to be a significant concern because we have registered more than 10,000 active cases currently. Mm. However, most of us in the expert field felt that these numbers are likely represent just a little fraction of the true situation because you and I know that large majority of the cases are remain unreported and we all know that this is under-reporting also is occurring. Mm. So, in addition, currently, patients who are mostly age more than 60 or 70s, particularly those with underlying uh, medical illness, are actually still being admitted to the hospital daily and some actually reporting death also as well at present moment. So mm-hmm. I don't think that COVID-19 is over, yeah, because it is still uh, at risk for those who had risk factors to develop severe disease. What are you most worried about then with the current COVID-19 situation? Well, I am a little bit concerned because those people who had high risk to develop develop severe COVID-19 illness may not know they are actually belongs to the high-risk group. Mm. What are those high-risk groups? What I'm going to talk about is high-risk group people. So being a 60 years of age or older, all right, especially particularly those in Warga Irma's uh, category, or those patients who are who persons who are younger but having severe medical conditions mm. like diabetes, high blood pressure, asthma, cancer, or immune status who are compromised because of disease. Mm-hmm. These are the individuals at higher risk to develop severe COVID-19 illness, which require hospitalization or even death uh, post-COVID. Mm. So these people will have to know that they are at higher risk. Furthermore, in 2022, uh, the statistic had shown that Malaysia okay, has increased in its aging population with about 7.9% over 65 years of age, uh, compared to 7.4% in the previous year. So we are on the track of recording a higher population of elderly people by 2030. Additionally, you and I also know that one in five Malaysian adults has diabetes Mm -hmm. and 4.2% actually suffered from asthma. So with this statistic, a significant portion of Malaysians are actually at risk, yet many of them may not recognise their own vulnerability or risk factors. So for those at high risk, what started as a mild symptoms in COVID-19 
may rapidly change and become severe disease. Mm. And it is very crucial for this group of people to understood their risk and plan ahead. If they have been found positive, they need to know what they should do and also uh, where do they seek medical attention. So tools like Risk Checker mm-hmm. on the website, what is called No Plan Go. This website will assist one to evaluate their risk in developing severe COVID-19. And hence, they, this will empower the people who are at risk to plan ahead if they are positive and what should be done. And go means that they can go for medical attention. Mm. So the, the website No Plan and Go is a very crucial and useful website for these people to plan ahead, to know their risk, to plan ahead and seek medical assistance when they are found positive. Mm. A lot of things for us to unpack there, Dr. Chow. I guess, what would you, how would you, um, if I want to talk about people's attitudes first, right? You know, nowadays we hear of people falling sick every now and again. How would you describe people's attitude when they do develop these sorts of um, symptoms? Though? Do, do, you, do you find that people are a bit more relaxed now when they do develop symptoms or are people still very cautious? Yeah, this is what I am seeing because I actually work in hospital side. Mm-hmm. So day in and day out, we still have uh, patients being admitted with severe or moderate to severe disease which require oxygen therapy. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me, I, I clocked the patients and most of these patients, they are actually having symptoms for the past six to seven days. Mm. It means that they were not diagnosed And they actually sat on this. So if you ask me, I think that a lot of our Malaysian populations now did not know that they are at higher risk to develop severe disease, number one. Mm -hmm. And hence, they did not diagnose themselves. Nobody is actually, I think hardly I hear people doing self-tests right now. Yes. In the past three years, you will see that, you know, the pharmacies are telling me that they are running out of self-test kit. But nowadays, I have friends who are actually working in pharmacies, prime uh, neighborhood pharmacies. They were saying that less and less people are buying the kits right now. Mm. So you and I know that people are already trying to be relaxed, but uh, this is not right. That's for this today's sessions is to increase awareness that these group of people, particularly the high risk group of people, should plan ahead. Means that they know the risk. And means that if they have symptoms, they must test themselves as early as possible Mm -hmm. because treatment is available. Mm. It's not like those years in uh, 2020 where treatment is not available. Mm. Currently, we have specific treatment for Mm COVID-19. So it is crucial to diagnose early, to seek medical attention early, to assess early and to start treatment early. Mm. What are the treatment options that we have available now, Dr. Chow? So we have specific uh, treatment options for uh, this uh, COVID-19 because COVID-19 is caused by SARS-CoV-2 virus. Mm -hmm. So we use antiviral, but we need to treat them early ahead. Mm -hmm. means that diagnosis of early symptoms, uh, early disease is very, very, very crucial. So we have antivirals available and we do have also injectable monoclonal antibodies. However, these monoclonal antibodies at present moment in the market is found ineffective. Mm. 
mm. uh, for the current circulating strain. So what we have is only antiviral available. Mm. You said early, Dr. Chow, what's the time frame that we're looking at? You know, like say if someone develops, a, uh, you know, from day one of symptoms developing, when should when actually would they be eligible for the antiviral? All right. Eligibility, uh, of course, we need to diagnose early, mm-hmm. as early as within the five days of uh, onset of symptoms. Mm. But uh, we also need to look at the age of the patients because not every young people should be on antiviral. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at uh, the cost effectiveness. So uh, studies have shown that people who are aged more than 60 years old who are or those who are younger, however, had severe medical illness like uh, diabetes, asthma, cancers or obesity and also those patients who are not vaccinated uh, or unable to complete their vaccines. If they develop symptoms, we will offer them antivirals but within the five days of onset of symptoms. Some may actually present a little bit late, mm-hmm. so there are actually injectable antivirals also as well, which can be given within seven days. Mm. All right, we'll go for a quick break now, Dr. Chow, and continue this discussion. When we come back on the show with me today is Dr. Dr. Chow Ting Su, infectious disease physician, highlighting the importance of seeking prompt treatment for COVID-19 if you are among the high-risk groups, among those who are more at risk of developing severe COVID-19. We'll be right back, so keep it here on Health & Living, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Health and Living with me, Lim Su An. With COVID-19 cases climbing up again, many of us are worried about what this means for us and how we can continue to protect ourselves and our loved ones. So joining me on the show today is infectious disease physician Dr. Dr. Chow Ting Su to delve back into how we can remain vigilant, especially if you are at higher risk of developing severe COVID-19 and when to seek prompt medical treatment if you are displaying symptoms um, if you have tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Um, Dr. Chow, before the break, you know, we were talking about um, how antivirals are used to treat COVID-19 patients. Um, what differences do you see among patients when they receive antivirals versus when they don't? You know, what do outcomes look like from your experience? There are studies compared those who do not uh, have uh, uh, antivirals mm-hmm. as as five days and also those who had uh, antivirals uh, within the five days. These uh, studies actually done in the Delta wave mm-hmm. and actually look at those patients who do not take vaccine at that time. But currently, it is a little bit changing because the circulating strain is already changed mm. and of the population also we are having most of 80% of our Malaysian population had at least two doses of yes. vaccine. So this actually cannot be comparable to those who had uh, in the studies group, alright? Mm. So I can only say from my experience mm-hmm. so I would like to share a few of my experience. Mm-hmm. I had been referred uh, from my hematology means that those uh, hematologists mm-hmm. who had the most severe form of immune compromised patients like they are having lymphoma, leukemia and myeloma. So this group of patients, even though you know you vaccinate them, they may not respond properly. Mm-hmm. So they are actually immune compromised. So when they were actually um, being advised, if you do develop symptoms like cough, fever, runny nose, sore throat, please test yourself as early 
as possible with COVID self-test or come to us. Mm. Come to them. That means the hematologist will test them for COVID test. So the education is there. This group of people, those hematologists has already spoken to their vulnerable patients group. So all of them are educated. Once they develop fever and symptoms, so they were diagnosed very early. Mm. They want to be treated. So once they are diagnosed early, they refer to infectious disease people or consultants who are well-versed with COVID-19. We started them on antiviral as early as day three. And majority of them, before this antiviral is available, most of them were ended up in hospitalized and part of them actually uh, entered ICU and some of them actually died. Mm. But however, when the antiviral started, I can see that none of them are admitted for severe disease. Some of them may admit, we admit to observe them, but mm -hmm. they were not actually severe. They do not require oxygen therapy. So I can say that from my experience, the difference of antiviral is very obvious. Mm. It is actually preventing this group of vulnerable group to progress to severe disease if they were found early and we intervene early, we give them antiviral early. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is another tool in our arsenal, isn't it? At, at In the past, you know, initially we only had the vaccines and then now we have both vaccines and antivirals. So really, there's no reason to not seek medical treatment. Right. Mm. Um, if you could refresh our memories for a bit, Dr. Chow, what does severe symptoms, what does severe does COVID-19 look like? So severe symptoms of COVID, uh, uh, there are actually um, the most important severe COVID that we know of is lung injury. Mm -hmm. So most of this happened by day six or day seven. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not the viral phase. During the viral phase, uh, patients had high fever, sore throat, unwell, body ache, myalgia. We all know that, all right? So, but these this disease is a spectrum, okay? It may actually lead to severe symptoms like lung injury. The patient will have breathlessness, severe cough, and some of them may actually have cough with blood also as well. Mm. So if you know that uh, our normal saturation at the, for normal population are 95% and above on room air, but this group of patients actually they develop 92% or even below 80% mm. of group oxygen saturation and which require oxygen supplement therapy and the worst is actually uh, mechanical ventilation means that these patients will require ICU and the breathing effort will have to be taken over by machines means that we have to put a tube into the trachea and then put on hook on the machine and once these steps occur uh, you know and I know that these patients will have other organ impairment because mm. of this severity they will get kidney injury some will get heart injury some will get liver injury and the most severe form i have seen is um, multi-organ failure it means that they will require a lot a longer time in icu and minority of them will actually experience death also as well mm. all right um are there any misconceptions that you still hear dr chow about COVID 19 or even the the antivirals that actually deter people from coming in to see a doctor yeah, I think the the most common misconceptions are uh, patients think that uh, it is just a lung disease, as like flu. I would like to highlight that this is not mild because we would not know whether this COVID nineteen remain mild, and it is when it develops, mm. it can progress very rapidly. But studies and experience had already uh, let us know that 
a high risk population, age 60s and above, or those younger but have a severe medical illness like diabetes, heart disease, lung disease, cancer disease, these group of patients will tend to progress. So um, this is the true fact. So the misconception that COVID-19 is mild is not true, particularly in this group of high-risk people. Mm. The second misconception is uh, they think that uh, young people may, may actually have immune, all right? Mm. means that one time uh, gotten the COVID-19, they were immune already. They won't get the second time because they are young, their immune system is good. This is wrong because circulating strain keep changing. Mm. So you may be partially protected with that strain three months ago. You may not be protected again because you know the circulating strain keep changing and the immune does not last forever also as well. It's, uh, this also is the second misconception. So I felt that these two misconceptions must be uh, tackled. And then antiviral, a lot of people also had misconception that if I take antiviral, mm-hmm. um, I, I will change my immunity. I will have less immune. Mm-hmm. So this is also a wrong concept, all right? Because your immunity doesn't be affected with antiviral. So antiviral is particularly more important in those who are high-risk group of patients, okay? Hmm. How do you think we can continue to communicate that importance of what you said earlier, Dr. Chow, testing early and then also then seeking treatment, especially for these high-risk individuals, right? Because we've been talking about how people sort of take it a bit too easy nowadays. How do we remind people that, hey, COVID-19 is still something to take seriously? I think particularly we, we have keep the con- conversation ongoing, eh? mm-hmm. particularly in those high-risk groups, okay, for those who are el- who had elderly parents or elderly relatives, I think we need to open this conversation still, okay? We must be, as the clinicians uh, or as those people who actually read, uh, proper uh, from the uh, source that we know, mm. which is accurate, mm-hmm. we must pass the accurate information to those who are at risk and elderly with clear facts mm-hmm. and accurate facts also as well. But uh, doing that, we also need to understand and uh, also need to understand what their worries are or what is their limitations or restrictions. If their limitations and restrictions is they are unable to go to the clinic, so we as the younger or people who can are uh, able to actually offer help, mm. we need to assist them to get them to the clinics or to get them self-test kit so that we need to provide them all these tools so that uh, we cannot blame that, oh, they do not know or they, they, they can't, you know. Mm. Uh, so this is a, a way that we can keep the conversation going, offer help and then understood what their limitations are. Do you think fear-mongering still works, Dr. Chow? No, I don't think. I think we have to talk with facts. Mm -hmm. We have to talk with personal experience. We have to speak facts and make sure that all these facts are accurate also as well. Mm, all right. Where can people, especially from these high-risk groups, Dr. Chow, actually seek treatment? You know, I think people might not also know where to go. Mm, This is a very true question because on and off, I still get... uh, SMS or WhatsApp messages uh, asking me where where should I go, you know, or my mother or my my aunt, you know, have this problem. Mm-hmm. So for one, 
you can actually go on the uh, website, the No Plan Go, and then they will actually lead you to the trip, nearest treatment centre. And or not, we, we know that we have uh, Ministry of Health, we have plenty of uh, networking among all the clinic kesehatan. Mm-hmm. Um, all clinic kesehatan has COVID assessment centre. So this also uh, a place where you can actually drop in uh, and some, most of the state hospital uh, or state uh, will appoint few clinical sehatan even open in the weekend. Mm. So you can, you can still go to COVID assessment centre to be assessed and to look for eligibility for antiviral. All right. Um, looking ahead, Dr. Chow, how worried are you for the COVID-19 situation? Because we, we, I mean, people on and off talk about whether we'll see another wave, right? But are you worried about the same thing? Um, yeah, but currently, uh, we do have vaccines mm. and we do have antivirus available. So what I'm going to try to make sure that the message is very clear. Mm-hmm. Number one, all of Malaysians need to assess their own whether they are belongs to the high, high-risk group, okay? If they belongs to this high-risk group, you have to adhere to the advice or the guidelines where Ministry of Health already mentioned. Number one, to make sure your vaccines is up to date. If there is a latest up, uh, uh, vaccines is available, so go for it for those who are high-risk populations. Number two, try to avoid crowded places, if you cannot avoid crowded places, wear a mask in the crowded places, particularly for this high-risk group of populations. And then number three, uh, test early. If you are high-risk group, you have symptoms, you've got to do a self-test or go to a clinic to be tested early, to diagnose early so that you can, uh, you know, uh, seek medical attention as early as possible. Let the doctor assess for eligibility of antivirals and you do to take antivirals, someone will actually follow up on the antiviral and the progression of the disease as well. And hence, you can avoid being hospitalized or being developed a severe COVID-19 illness. Hmm. All very important takeaway messages that I will also keep in mind. I think a lot of us are at fault of letting our guard down a bit. So this is a good reminder to not forget all these things. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Chow. All right. Thank you for inviting I've been speaking to Dr. Dr. Chow Ting Su, infectious disease physician, about the importance of seeking prompt treatment if you are among the high-risk groups when it comes to COVID-19, as well as things that we should continue to keep an eye on. This interview is brought to you by Pfizer Malaysia. I'm Lim Swed and this has been Health and Living BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.